0: Welcome. This is Jacob Barr, and I'm with Lori, and this is the Pro-Life Team podcast. Uh, welcome, Lori.
1: Well, thank you. It's good to be with you today.
0: Uh, so so this, in this episode, we're going to talk about um, some, some uh, fundraising events that you have uh, put on, and they're unique. I don't think I've heard of any other uh, clinics using these exact um, recipes for a, for a fundraising event, so I wanted to you know start off with tell us about the sip and see fundraising event. Like, what is it? How does it work? What are, you know? Tell us okay. about what that is.
1: Yeah, I'm very fortunate. We have an advisory council with a lot of creative women <laughs> who have done a lot of events. Um, but a sip and see was one that we were introduced to, and that was when we were remodeling our facility. And we were to the point of needing. Uh, I wanted new furniture, so what we did is for each room we made a list of the furniture we wanted and the cost. And so then we invited thirty strategic people. We invited to come to what we called a sip and see. So that was basically, uh, you know, having tea and water and snacks and having them come and walk through the building. And at that point, the building was empty we were remodeling, we redid the floors, we added walls, we painted, just completely redid our our building. And so the C was see what we're doing and what we still need. And I'm here to share with you in 45 minutes from 30 ladies, we raised all the money we needed. It was like $20,000 to finish uh, our remodel and get all new furniture. So you could use a sip and see for pretty much anything. If you'd uh, open your center up and you just pray about the specific people you might want just strategically for a certain project or for your center. I really think getting people to your center to walk through your, your facility and actually see where you are and see the services you're offering is the most powerful thing you can do so that they can then know where you are and what you're doing and what you need. So having your wish list ready so you can put it in their hands, even if they make a donation that day or, you know, have an envelope, they can mail back a donation uh, specifically for what you need. Uh, Hmm. I think it's important to have our homework done. That's why in each room having uh, on the outside the room, exactly what we needed and what it cost for people right away to be able to invest in what you're doing it can be a fun thing it can be an educational thing it can raise awareness but it can also raise some pretty strategic funds uh, specifically for projects you may may need to do
0: so so let's walk through this so someone shows up at the at your clinic and they they walk in the door and and then as they, as they walk into a room, there's something on the wall, like a, a, a paper that lists out the items that they, you know, you're looking to, uh, uh, you know, purchase for that room. Like, what, what, what might that include in a given room? Like, what might be on that list?
1: Yeah, we did some fun things, too, because we had the list, but we also had little yellow sticky notes. And so, like for my office, I wanted a new desk, a new chair, a lamp. Two, two chairs for if I was meeting with people <clears throat> a side table a, a, a one of those artificial plants uh, a little credenza to put you know any educational stuff that I do TV okay. you know that was kind of stuff we were doing for my well we had the y- little yellow sticky notes and so I'll never forget it one of the donors pulled the sticky note for my chair that was like fifty dollars. yeah He said I want to buy this. And I want you to know that every time you sit in that chair, just know I'm praying for you. And so, and she stays in (laughs) touch and I let her know I've been sitting in that chair, you know, but the significance of how people think as they're pulling those little yellow sticky notes off, they're also helping us accomplish getting the, the the furniture and items that we
0: need. Wow. That's, yeah. So, so essentially it walk into the room and then they would see sticky notes in certain spots identifying like, you know, this, you know, a chair. So there might be a sticky note right there somehow close to where the chair might be, I guess, or maybe it's on your folding chair or whatever you had before. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can be creative like that. And I, I think people really enjoy that. I mean, if we had had we need and we did for some rooms, we need twelve hundred dollars. Uh, total that would get everything we need for this room some people just well two sisters came together and they gave 600 each and they adopted a whole room but what was neat is they could do a whole room or they could just if they couldn't do a whole room but they could do part of a room they could pull that sticky and still participate
0: wow such a creative idea i love how you you know sort of like making like a a wish list for like when someone's getting married they make their list on targets uh you know, you know they're uh, they're they're bright, yeah, whatever it's called, the uh, bridal <laughs> you know,
1: registry, yeah. Registry,
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and so it's just sort of like taking that concept and applying it to real life with paper and sticky notes and putting yep. down the amount uh, that's there and and then letting people be creative with which which ones they want to purchase for for the center. That's a beautiful. Yeah, and beautiful I think idea. people
1: like they like vision. Um I will, I'll never forget we needed 21,000 to redo the floor okay and we had had someone that gave like the 7 thousand I think we still needed 14, thousand okay anyway a donor called because I had sent out an email I never do crisis or whatever it's never if you don't do this then we can't do this it I always say here's an opportunity God is moving we are remodeling our facility. We want to look like a sorority house and fit in more with the students so they're more comfortable anyway. So when the donor called, she said, I got your email. Tell me about your floor. So I was telling her we wanted to do all wood floors. We wanted to get rid of the old carpet that was stained and worn down. And uh, we just wanted it. If we're sharing that God is our provision, then Mm -hmm. we should be able to show God is our provision. And what we had was not showing that. So I'm sharing with her that we wanted to to reach more college students. We're right there at the University of Texas. Uh, And that's why this remodel was so important anyway. After I was finished sharing with her the vision of what we were doing and what we wanted to accomplish. And I think that's important because what her response was, well, I was going to give 10,000. But because uh, you've shared and I I see the vision, I'm just gonna take care of the rest of it. I'll send you 14,000, you'll have it tomorrow. So again, I think it's not just about we're raising money. It's about giving giving people an opportunity to invest and giving them the vision as to why. Why are they investing? We want to reach future generations. We want to reach the college students. We want to not only reach them if they're in a crisis pregnancy, but we want to reach them to, to mentor them, to lead in this issue further than we've ever gone. And by where we are and by setting up our facility correctly, we can do that. And when she saw that, she's like, done, I'll, I'll send you what you need. So
0: yeah. I think that's important. And I remember visiting your your uh, your center, I remember seeing some things on the wall that reflected the sip and see concept. And yes. you had some pieces set up. And um, I was just super impressed that it had the, like the exact items you wanted to have purchased. It had the amount. And it, it just reflected like, we have a vision for where we want to be. And we're just asking for people to fund these, these puzzle pieces that we're trying to uh, acquire to have a fully know to fully build out this room as we've planned and poured our you know poured time into like creating uh uh, where we're going the roadmap. um and and it sounds like people yeah so people have enjoyed the fact that you you provided planning you know where you're going and it sounds like this is even a fun event like people have enjoyed this experience um how have you used this event you know, a few times or is it, how how many times have you been able to use this as part of your development work for for Trotter House? And
1: I think we've used it probably three, three times. Okay. We used it again in our Cedar Park location. We opened another location last year and we did the same thing. We were offered uh, actually a break room at a facility and they just said, this is all the space we have, but if you can turn it into a pregnancy center, you can have it. <laughs> so we did the same thing because it ended up costing about 15000 to yeah. remodel and put walls in and change a bathroom and all this stuff for a break room into a pregnancy center. And so we did the same thing, but I'm here to tell you, we started on that project in January and we were done by March and it was paid
0: for. Interesting. So I was, I was talking um, a few months ago with a center in San Bernardino, California about one of our ideas, which is to have, um, they, they were remodeling one of their rooms. They're, they're, they're a boardroom or like a conference room. And we were talking about the idea of using one of the walls to put a backdrop, like for a photography studio backdrop that can be pulled down, to install a few lights connected to the ceiling, and then to have like a basket and a blanket and a few a few props for taking professional baby photos and yeah. then having a 10 um, year old really high quality camera so it's like 600 but yet it takes really good photos just like it did 10 years ago kind of camera versus one that's like 2500 or 3000 today that takes even better photos but only by like a small margin anyways so we essentially built out this plan for their room that's like 1500 bucks really not that much for having a professional photography studio and we sent them like the list um like to me i just feel like you know having the plan is so important more so than just trying to raise money for raising money's sake it just feels so ambiguous and but they actually know like there's so much excitement built with like here's what we need And then there's excitement in like why and what it's going to produce, like why we need it and like how we can use this. Because the idea behind the professional um, uh, backdrop, light, camera, well, and uh, was twofold. One was because we could then, you know, offer professional photos to the women after their baby's been born to honor her and gift her with professional photos. And then the people who are working at the clinic you know the, the staff the team the volunteers will get to sort of a good you know essentially it's a reason for the one more reason for the mom to come back with her baby and the baby will be dressed up because of the photos and so it's a way to honor them as they catch glimpses of the um, staging and the photo the pho- photography pieces and then it also it encourages the the donors because well let I me mean, step back um so after the photos are being when they're being taken or after they're taken you know, we could essentially, the next step is to ask the mom for permission to be able to share these photos on the donor facing um, social media accounts. Um, And the mom is gonna be super excited, you know, loving to show show off pictures of her, you know, these professional photos of the baby. And so we're expecting that there'll be a high number of people who say yes. And then then, then those photos could be shared on Facebook and, you know, the donor facing uh, social media pages in order to encourage, like, you know, here's the fruit of your prayers and your donations and volunteer. Like, you know, look at this beautiful mom and her wonderful, precious young, you know, baby girl or boy. And yeah, just simply showing these photos there, I think is a huge blessing and encouragement for people to, you know, just to be, um, you know, to see the fruit of their efforts and investments and work um, to help intervene. And um, so, anyways, all that to say is like, I, I feel like, that, you know, and having, having that list is super exciting because you can, you know, to know that, you know, you know to know that the executive director is going to sit in this chair every day and that uh, you know, my $50 investment is going towards, you know, comfort and support of this very important person making a difference in my community. And mm-hmm. then the fact that I can then think about that and pray, like, that's a beautiful, and the, and the person actually, I think it sounds like they volunteer that mm-hmm. part of praying for you regularly. Yes. Um, and so anyway, that's just very exciting to show. I think there's excitement in showing that planning because they can see, you know, they can get excited about what's going to come from that investment because they already know how it's going to be used before they even invest.
1: That's right. And they also become part of it, right? They become part of that plan because without them, without her $50, that chair may not be there. And yeah. her prayer... And so the ownership of, I think it's real important that we have open hands, right? It's really God's ministry and the ownership of his body to make it be what he desires our centers to be versus what we think it should be.
0: Hmm. Awesome. Well, so there's another event that uh, I remember you sharing a bit about before and, a. Previous talk, it was called the pop-up marketplace. Mm -hmm. I wanted to highlight highlight that idea as well in this podcast. So, tell us, like, how does that work? Like, what is it? How you know what what's it? What's it like for someone to participate or to visit and donate at this kind of event?
1: Oh, the pop-up marketplace is really fun. One of our advisory council members, it was her idea. But basically, the way you do a pop-up marketplace is. You invite vendors and vendors love to go anywhere to show what their creative thing is that they sell. Uh, For us, the first time we didn't, a lot of times vendors, you charge a certain amount for a space. We didn't. We just wanted to invite vendors and we had, we probably had 25 to 30 vendors around our center that came that day. One I'll never forget. Her vendor, what she sells are uh, croutons, different flavored croutons. And she raised like $700 just selling croutons. (laughs) It was fun because everybody went by the crouton table. Anyway, you can encourage, first you can, uh, if you want, you can ask the vendors for a certain amount to come display, you know, with a table. Second, you can ask, And we did ask if they would give like 10% of whatever they sell back to the center. So it becomes a fundraiser, but it's fun. And everybody was checking out everybody else's stuff. One lady, she sells socks. They're called uh, pop, pop socks. Anyway, they have magnets in them. And so they're supposed to help you with your circulation and stuff. They were all decorated and they were made out of bamboo and, just creative. The people wow. that have vendor displays are usually very creative people. They have all kinds of creative things. Of course, we had clothing, we had jewelry, um, different kinds of vendors. We had food uh, on the front porch, so you know when people came through to check out the vendors, they could get them a snack and a bottle of water and stuff. But at the end of the day, it's it's a great again awareness bringing awareness to the work that you do in a fun way. Uh, I think our work is so serious that it's important to be able to laugh and be light, lighter attitudes. And also it, it was raising funds. Again, you could make money by offering the space for a certain amount of money. And they're used to spending money for a space. And if they want to get their whatever their service or the product they're selling out, they're willing to do that. And then if they give a certain percentage of the sales, like the $700 of croutons, $70 came back to the center, the vendor person is, they're they're making money, but they're also contributing to help the Mm -hmm. work that you do. And we just had a fun day and we had about 300 people that came through that day,
0: just checking
1: out people from the neighborhood, we advertised with our donors. We had donors come through and just having fun. We had music playing and like I said, the snacks. And then, and all of it was for a good thing. It was a win-win. And I really like the, the win-win because I know people are in business to make money. And I like to, again, I look at what can I contribute to what they're doing? What can I add? And then of course, that it's a win-win because then they're giving back to what we need.
0: How how many hours was the the event take place for? Is it like a four hour event, or did it go longer than that?
1: It went longer than that, but it can be whatever time frame you desire. I think we okay. got there at nine, and we wrapped up around three, four, something like that.
0: And was yeah. it mostly outdoors because of the number of yeah. tables and everything? That would be that's a lot of space to to yeah. put up thirty tables. Yeah. Um, it was. How, where did did the tables were those brought by? Uh, Yeah. Did your group have the tables or did you have to rent the tables or, you know, no, we
1: partnered with the church. Yeah. Okay. We didn't have to. And then our volunteers helped you know, get the tables from the church to the center and back. Okay.
0: Yeah. That's a lot of work to move 30 tables. That's a good amount of volunteer work. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. Um. Well, that sounds really, and then when it comes to advertising, did you use like an e-letter and social media or how did you get the word out
1: well we we weren't real strong on social media at the time although you could uh we actually made little postcards and gave them to our advisory council and volunteers and all and asked them to take it to their churches
0: to Uh their families
1: and get the word out that way
0: (laughs) so you might have even connected with some new people who weren't previous you know supporters or donors by yeah it was more of like yeah included yeah yeah and, and do you think that, you know, uh, what was the kind of, what kind of, um, you know, so you said, she had 300 people that, yeah. that came. Yeah. Uh, what was the age range? Like, you know, were there families or was it mostly adults or?
1: We did have families um, coming through. We had a few from foundations, just connections that some of our volunteers had and they did come through. So that was okay. New being where we are we had college students uh some of the co- students from the sorority next door wanted to see what we were doing and so they walked through and they ended up becoming volunteers oh which <laughs> great because we love having oh, the amazing students volunteer with us yeah yeah so it was a great opportunity to to really reach out and enlarge our territory
0: how did the the local sorority um hear about it they just did you did they see they the setup said, or did they just saw it being set up outdoors, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, wow. A lot
1: of the students uh, walk and they'll run, you know, exercising, walk their dog. Uh, So students are out all over the place. And when they saw, and we had the music going and they saw food, (laughs) food always helps with college students. Yeah. um, They wanted to come check us out.
0: So it sounds like it's beneficial to have it located at the clinic more so than like on an indoor facility at a church, because that way, local neighbors will get to see that there's some traffic mm-hmm. and an outdoor event, um, around your, around the clinic. And that's, yeah. Otherwise the sorority, the, the women at the sorority wouldn't have seen it set right. up if it was set up like at an indoor gymnasium,
1: um, yeah.
0: somewhere else, it wouldn't have had that local exposure. So that's interesting. Well,
1: I think the most, the, the more you can get people in your facility and see how you're set up and what you do, as an even an education as you're giving them a tour it's real important because a lot of times people have never been to a center Uh, they don't really know for sure what we do and when you walk them through and you show them each room and what you do then they can really see what you're doing like i'm going to be able to share at a church for mother's day the pastor is giving me the whole service on mother's day for two services and he is offering that we set up more than one table and I haven't had a pastor offer this before, but I think it's a great idea because we're going to set up seven tables at the church. So when after I get to share and he said wow. I get twenty minutes in each service, when they leave the sanctuary, they're going to see seven tables. It's all Trotter House, but each table represents a different service we do. So one table is going to be prayer. One table is going to be advisory council and board. One table is going to be life skills and Trotter Health. So all the different one table is going to be pregnancy center, pregnancy tests and sonograms. So all the different pieces that it takes that we do, so they can see on a bigger scale all the parts that make the pregnancy center function.
0: Wow, that's a beautiful. That's yeah. Essentially, that just sounds like it's such a smart idea. Yeah. <laughs> they have they have yeah. more because you probably have. How many volunteers supported those seven tables?
1: Yes, I'll have at least two volunteers at each table. And I have one of the clients coming to share her testimony with her daughter. Uh, So we're going to have a good team there to share. They're going to kick off the baby bottle campaign. uh, And instead of, not instead of, but in addition to giving the baby bottles out, this pastor also he said a huge percentage of their giving has gone to being digital online giving. He said 38% of their giving is online now, sometimes 50%. So because they will be in person and virtual, he's going to, we've created a QR code for that baby bottle campaign. So when they're going to show that and have cards at every seat Uh, so at the end, he's going to encourage people to give, but he's going to run the campaign for two weeks after Mother's Day as well, so who knows what God will do with that, but that will spread us out huge in a lot of different ways.
0: Wow, that's exciting. Yeah. Going back to the pop-up marketplace, when those, the two local um, sorority ladies, when they walked up, did they end up taking a tour of the, of your clinic as part of like their, like exploring like who their neighbor was?
1: Yeah, they did. And they were both nursing students. And okay. so when oh. they saw our pregnancy test. <laughs> oh and my Sunday goodness. Weather. What an con-
0: interesting connection to have a yeah. future nurse volunteer possibly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very exciting and, you know, it, it fit perfectly for their studies, what they were studying. So,
0: oh, that's awesome. So, and I guess that, yeah, that's um, h- how many people ended up taking a tour? Like, you know, what, what percent out of the 300 who came, I mean, I'm guessing a lot of them may have wanted to mm-hmm. check out the clinic. And it's a really good way to get people there and invite them yeah. in to, to walk around and see the vision and mission.
1: Yes, huge, huge number of, well, we had a whole lot of new people. So I would say probably 75% uh,
0: wow. came
1: through for a tour from that 300. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's good. That's yeah. really, really good. <laughs> yeah. Is that is that the most tours you've ever given in a single day? In one
1: day. <laughs> <laughs> in one day, yes. Yeah. When like, we that's... opened, we did um, <laughs> what do you call a grand opening with pastors to prayed to start our center, okay. but we had five hundred people come through that day. Just oh wow,
0: that's excited. a lot of tours. That's yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. That's amazing
1: that day too but that was a come and go all day long uh grand opening too
0: okay and i guess that's the benefit of having an event that goes from you know mid morning to mid afternoon so that you have yeah. room and space to give that m- yeah. that number of tours because if ever, if there's 300 people there for just 2 hours yeah it'd be really hard to give tours to uh, 75% but yeah by it being like a 6 hour or whatever it is event there's yeah. a lot more space for I bet your team, how many, how many tour, who are the tour guides and how many tour guides did you have?
1: (laughs) Well, one thing we did was have the people in the rooms that maybe that's their office, like their life skills. Dietra was in her room. Tabitha was in her room. Roxanne was in her room, you know, so we could just walk through and then each person in the room could say what they do. So that was fun too, because it involved more people than just one person or all the tours yeah. were consistent. All the person had to do was just walk them to the rooms and then the people could tell them what they do.
0: Oh, that's good. And we've been shopping for a, a new Christian school for our kids, and we visited one yesterday. And as we walk into a classroom, that's how it also works there. They you know the teacher introduces and, and engages with us and shares, you know, ideas that they're using to teach the kids. And and so I think that's a really good idea. So you know the tour guy brings someone to the room. But then the person in that room gets to fill in the story, and mm-hmm. so yeah, having multiple voices and in yeah. order to build this experience for the people who are visiting, yeah, um, well that's really good, um, awesome. Well, I, I appreciate you sharing these beautiful you know stories and event ideas and um, and I just I'm excited to see. Oh, before we wrap this up though, there's a Bible verse that we we had picked out based on discussing before it's psalms 24 and so it, it reads may he give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed how would you say you know when it comes to that verse may he give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed how would you say that reflects on this event work or the event work you're doing or the different work you're doing for trotter house you know, how do you how do you leverage how do you uh, look at that verse or lean on that verse
1: well, I, I see it as another promise because as we spend time with Him, we stay stay in an unceasing attitude of prayer. Our hearts become—I I see it as His heart, right? I was sharing with the pastor the other day that the life issue is the heart of God. There's just it is, and he agreed with me that God creates life, and He desires for eternal life, right? So that's what we're doing. And so as we that becomes our heart's desire, then God moves in and sees that those desires are successful that that he he brings it around to accomplish what we desire for it to do. So I I see so many of the planning scriptures that say so that you may succeed or so that you may prosper. As powerful as we submit it to Him, we have the confidence that it will succeed.
0: Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time, and I think that this um, these stories and event ideas will be blessing a blessing to pregnancy clinics across the country as they as they um, see a new way to connect with people in their community, as they see a new you know another option for for how to um, fundraise and just grow their their life-minded support community um, mm-hmm. and growing awareness in their local neighborhood or area as well. So these are some really good ideas. I appreciate you sharing these, Lori. Um, Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to our next conversation down the road. Yes, me too.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Jacob. I appreciate it.
0: Awesome.